0: We are at an inflection point today if you look at what's going on with the economy you see the response from the central banks it is big news to say the least. I hope you're already aware of it but I'm going to break it all down for you today. The first thing I want to begin with is the cycle down. There are business cycles and of course we have what's happening with the central banks and all of this leads to a cycle down. I will show you exactly why and what it means to you. The second thing towards the end we are going to talk about Europe's pivot. What's happening with Europe here is a very big departure from what we had seen before. I know I have a lot of friends in Europe, so stay tuned. I'm going to show you not only what's happening, but why it's important. So let's get into all of that and more. Let's begin. I hear from people all over the world every single day telling me their personal circumstances. It all depends not just on the country that you live in. Of course, you go all the way down to your city and you see that there are always going to be variances. But certainly we have watched a lot of these trends continue on. One of them has been the price of food. World food prices are climbing closer toward a record high. This is a stat that has been continuously increasing, and for the most part, I mean, we are there. We are at the record high once again. There are many different reasons for this. You see that you know there might be transportation problems, there might be problems with the actual access of that food. It could be you know weather issues. It doesn't matter. The point is you have to pay more for food and the let's say the less money that you make. The worst is going to hit you, and certainly that is taking place today. At the same time that you've got everything else compounding, it's not just one thing. Food prices are increasing. No, everything seems to be increasing. And the salaries people have today, while they had initially risen upward because of the stimulus and so on, that's not the case anymore. Don't get carried away, Bank of England chief tells markets after a second rate hike. I will talk about this further in the next section, but I want you to know something. What we are seeing today is a big departure from what was there before. And this is what I really wanted to highlight. There are these cycles that take place, and every time we go through these cycles, people are shocked and surprised. That's, that's, what, what's happening here? This is crazy. But it's the same repeating patterns. What, you know, institutes that, what creates these effects is always going to be a different scenario. But what happens in response, look, these central banks, they can only do a few things, okay? and primarily print money. They can print a lot of money or they can actually reduce the amount of money that they print. And as we saw in 2018, markets do not like when they print less money. Look at what's happening with commodities. US oil prices topped $90 a barrel for the first time since 2014. So we are getting these repeating patterns from, you know, 2007 into 2008. Housing prices are skyrocketing. Commodity prices are skyrocketing. At the same time, there's a few things that are starting to break down. There are elements of 2007, 2008, elements of 2000, elements of 1929 even, all coming to a head. Now, I want to know right now from you, the individual, what is your biggest concern today? Is it prices rising? Is it, you know, a geopolitical conflict? What is it? Let me know in the comments down below. Housing wealth is setting new records for both owners and sellers. You know, you can see that prices are going ballistic. I mean, I literally have seen cases in which just a few months ago, up until this point, prices have risen on homes 20 to 30% in just a few months, simply because of inventories falling, not because of fundamentals, not because it's fantastic area, because it's got the good school. Lesson. It's simply these fundamental aspects on top of all the stimulus, on top of all the easy money and the low interest rates and everything that got us to this place. And it is going to be a world of hurt when it all comes down. Because people are not ready. They are not prepared. So let's get into this here. The cycles. You need to understand the cycles. It is so key. So key to understand. Length of every U.S. business cycle in months since the 1850s. Okay, so you could look at the, between the median and the average there. We're gone beyond that. It's only a few years, and in recent years, of course, that has gotten longer. Let's be honest about that. But what has been very different about these recent cycles is that we have had interest rates declining through these periods. But now the expectation is that interest rates due to inflation, I should say, the interest rates have been declining, and with inflation picking up, we would expect that we would need to see an increasing interest rates to push that down. So this has been the difference. Whenever I see people, well, you know, they're just going to reduce it. How are they going to get inflation down? Are you telling me that they're going to hyperinflate? Is that what they're going to do? Could be. Could be. It's harder for them to control that, though. In fact, impossible. US, two in the 10. So what we're looking at here is this yield curve inversion that takes place. Okay, very simply, when you see that, let's put it in plain English, okay? That's what the money GPS wants to do. Translate all this jargon into plain English. What does it mean? Imagine the longer the the bond is for, 30-year bond, you would expect to get a higher return, a better return, than you would for a one year. Because there's so many events that could take place in that 30 years that you would think to yourself, the longer it's going for, the more of a return. But then that actually gets kind of way off. And suddenly the shorter dated bonds are actually getting you more return. And that's when the market gets messed up. The bond market starts to screw up. And what happens here is that a recession follows. Every time, every single time, but it doesn't happen right away. the average of 12 to 18 months from inversion to recession. now oddly that actually did happen leading up to 2020 for you know different reasons why everything happened the way it did and so on, but it still did and I found that to be kind of interesting to say the least. So you could look at this inversion months before recession just want to highlight the fact that it does not mean that there's a yield curve inversion which will happen in, in the coming months if it continues the way it is up until the point where there's a recession it just means that there is going to be some you know some changes that we are going to see from the bond market and then and then you know that's kind of the signal that we'll get we're in a cycle down. But what has happened here, whenever I talk about inflation, whenever I talk about, you know, many people say, oh, it's deflation. Deflation can come. But look at this. This is the M2 money supply. Yes, the velocity has come down. But it depends on your definition. Okay? When you look at the expansion of the money supply and you agree that that is the definition of inflation, well then. We have seen that. Forget about the quantitative easing from the central bank. Forget about it. Throw that out. Look at the M2 money supply. Look at the amount of money that's been put out there from the government, from whatever package, stimulus, this and that. They have pushed this cash out there. Now, let's talk about Europe, my friends, okay? It is so key to understand what's happening in Europe right now. Like I said, a huge departure from what we had seen before. Let's take a look at this article from Bloomberg. Lagarde pivots on ECB hikes as switch in guidance seen as soon. Asset purchase plans and other measures are kept unchanged. Investors are adding bets on rate moves at upcoming meetings. The expectation here that there will be multiple rate increases in 2022 has increased, gone from no way, to, yeah, this is going to happen. If the rest of the world does it, then they'll follow afterwards. So you've got early in March, Bank of Canada, and then you have, of course, mid-March with the Federal Reserve. Both expected to increase their rates. They're not the only ones, of course. I'll show you some in a second. Taking a look at this, Lagarde no longer ruling out an interest rate hike. So what, you know, she went from dovish, as they say, to basically being you know, well, uh, you know, we could do it. We could not do it. Let's see how how it goes. So they are essentially three months in their rhetoric, in their forward guidance. I would say about three months behind the Federal Reserve, which we would expect. Here is the information directly from the horse's mouth. You could look at this coming right from the ECB's website. Monetary policy decisions. Essentially, trying to say we're trying to keep int- uh, yeah, inflation rates at 2%. Yes, they've gone way, way beyond that, but don't worry, it's only temporary. They actually use the word transitory in here. Like I said, they're about three months behind. And then we have this, Bank of England. My subscribers brought this to me before I could put it in a video. Bank rate increased to 0.5%. This is it. Many people said, no, 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 no. Central banks aren't going to increase. Here's another central bank that has done so. It's happening, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, it is happening. Let's just wake up to the fact that they're doing this. You've got to have that paradigm shift. You've got to wake up and realize maybe the central banks don't want to actually support all of this, and they want to create a crisis. They bring it down, they push it up, and they are on the inside Of all of the activity, but but if we have this, you know, this sort of the blinders on, no, 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 this is the they just want to pump it up forever and ever. We are ignoring history. Learn the history of these these institutions, and you will really wake up to the truth. I wanted to show you this. I haven't updated you in a while, but this is the negative yielding debt. So you remember that there was at 1.18 or around 17, 18 trillion dollars of a negative yielding debt. What does that mean? You would buy a German Bund and you would get negative return. Yeah, here's here's a million dollars. Uh, Okay, yeah, here's 999,000 back. Like, why? Like, it's just mind-blowing. Anyway, we are back down to the level 6 trillion now. 6 trillion, back to these levels we haven't seen in, uh, you know, that was probably 2018. Crazy how much has changed. Look at what's happening with the economy. This happens to be the services and manufacturing PMIs. This data is not good. It is showing and confirming consistently now, consistently for several months, a slowdown, okay? The direction is very clear. What does that mean for you, the individual? Well, it is not looking good. What can you do? Well, you stayed until the end, my friends. So let's get into it. I'm going to show you, because you stayed until the end, some info. Look at it. You got to have two portfolios. One long and one swing. Because... You can invest in, let's just say, the broad indexes, and that's good. You're gonna hold your money there. Maybe you've got a mutual funds or whatever it is. But look at all the data that I've shown you. Look at oil. I mean, you and I both know that oil was heading higher. But you might, at the, also at the same time, you know, you're a big tech investor. Okay, you can keep your money in the tech stocks. Not doing very well right now in general. You can do that. But if you thought that for the next month, for the next week, for the next three months, That's something like oil would do well, Well, you could have a separate portfolio with a separate brokerage, and you could be putting money into there, just a small amount. These are things that you can do right now. The next thing, invest in what's moving, connected in with what I just said. If you thought commodities were going to rise, well then, why are you dollar cost averaging into Facebook stock, into Amazon stock, into Netflix stock. If you thought commodities were going to rise just because, well, I I don't want to be out of the market. Well, Why put your money into something that you know for the next little while maybe not going to do so well? Think smarter. The next thing and last thing that I wanted to cover is central bank moves are key. If you follow what the central bank moves are, you're going to fare much, much better that's my message to you now if you look at this information you find it interesting you find it helpful you find it informative to support the channel hit that thumbs up i appreciate all of the kind words that i received on the you know the posts that i made as well as uh, from the last few videos thank you to all of you so many people in fact i received a whole bunch of them just in the last couple of days that told me they were unsubscribed from my channel or, and or the little bell was taken off. This is so important. I've actually seen a huge, every so often they say they're getting rid of spam accounts and so on, but a big dip down in the number of subscribers. Every day I lose subscribers and just just a few, but anyway, every day I lose those subscribers. Make sure you check your subscriptions. Okay, it's really important to do so. If you haven't seen this video yet, you definitely want to check it out. Okay, click it. I'll see you there.